I'm Jaren. And I'm Chris. And this is The The Barker Barker Lounge. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Barker Lounge, your one-stop destination for everything dedicated to the 90s sitcom known as Friends. It's Monday. It's a fun day. But even more so because we're here with you to talk about some friends. Oh, yes. And you can also tell this uh, Vietnamese (laughs) iced coffee is kicking in. Hyped up. Whoop, whoop. Yes, we have a... Very interesting episode for you guys tonight, and it's titled The One with the Bullies. Because there's never been a better time to learn about self-defense, folks. And that goes for uh, childhood and adulthood, as our friends are soon to find out. Which dancers who know someone you can call for an interview. Really? Okay, right there. That's that's the third sign today, right there. <laughs> And on behalf of everyone, I'd just like to say my hand. No, because you just said dad. And everywhere I go today, I keep getting signs telling me to go see my father. Like when I was walking over here and I passed a buffet, which is my father's last name. And they were serving Frank's, which is his first name minus the S at the end. Yes. And there was a rotisserie with the spinning chicken. His Indian name? No, because I chickened out the last time. When I tried to meet him. So, I mean, coincidences? I don't think so. Freakish. Wow. Freakish. Weird. Weird. Okay, so who wants the uh, last hamburger? Oh, all right, that's it. Now I have to go see him. <laughs> Why? Hamburger? McDonald's? Old McDonald had a farm. My dad is a pharmacist. <laughs> Looks like Phoebe's got some interesting ideas of signs to uh, see her dad finally for the first time. As per usual. And while we're talking about signs, Monica was saying how she thought it might be time to invest in a stock. She did see her initials MEG while watching the stock news or whatever that is that they watch. So we'll see what happens there. Insert intro. Did anyone tell you these bullies are getting close? I don't feel very safe. I hope that no one knows. <laughs> All right. So now we are at the park base of operations. And Gemma and Ross are walking in. You know, sounds like they just finished playing racquetball. Sweaty. The sport of the manliest of men. Yeah. And, you know, they do their usual thing for them. Anyways, is just sitting on the couch. You know, where they always sit. Or so they think. But two guys come from, you know, right on the corner from the... They got their coffee, they're ready to sit down, and it looks like they were already sitting on the couch first. So they are like, hey, you're sitting in our seat. So Roz is like, okay. Not a big deal. Whatever. The guys are probably here first. Yeah. We'll just move. But then one of the gentlemen turned around and uh, doubled down on the statement, even though they just said that. 
<laughs> he grabs Chandler's hat. So at that point, Chandler and Ross turn around like, uh, what just happened? And he's like, I took your we hat. We were already <laughs> leaving. You didn't have to take my hat. Yep. And uh, so Chandler's like, well, can I have my hat back? And he's like, yeah, no. Not happening. So that kind of sucks, right? Off the bat, they don't even know these guys. You know, they clearly just moved out the way from them. But still nothing. So now we're at Monica and Rachel's. And Monica's coming in from her interview. She had an interview from some kind of 50s-themed restaurant. I think she has to be on her skates, you know. It was the hookup job that their dad had suggested. Yeah. And Rachel's asking, you know, how did it go? And she's like, I didn't like it. I only have $127 to my name, you know. And so she's trying to figure out what to do at this point. But Chandler and Ross walk in. But this time, you know how Ross is always kind of like, The one with the sad Ross voice? Yeah. Well, now we're doubling down on that. Presenting Sad Chandler. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Can I be any more sad? Rachel's like, what's wrong? Bullies took my hat. And they're just like, what? You let a, what? Like, everybody's pretty much like, what's going on? What, what, what happened at Central Park, right? But, and Monica's over here trying to like, pretty much pushing herself to the point where she's like, oh my gosh, MEG went up. My stock went up. Had I signed up for it initially... I probably would have had more money. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to invest in me. I am. So she like grabs the phone and she's about to like pretty much put down her entire $127 towards stocks. Getting a little foolhardy with her newfound investment lifestyle. But, yeah. uh, you know, it seems to be giving Monica some youthful energy and taking her mind off of her unemployment woes. Mm-hmm. Seeing as the alternative is getting a job at a diner, which she's vehemently trying to avoid. So, uh, <laughs> crossing her fingers on that NASDAQ. Yeah. And now, we're actually um, over at a different location now. You know, it's not something you're going to see a lot, but we're at Phoebe's dad's front door. Well, in the car. <laughs> This would be our second time in this scenario, but as we remember last time, she didn't really have the courage to go mm-hmm. up there and try to say something just yet. Yeah, and this time she's with Joey and Rachel, right? So Phoebe's like really nervous and she's like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So she tries to walk up to the front, but before she can even get to like the stairs, some dog like comes from the side to attack her leg and she's trying to get the, the dog off of her, right? Because... Phoebe doesn't hurt animals, one. She loves animals. But she's also trying to get this vicious thing off her leg. And I mean, so... <laughs> we use the word vicious very loosely here. You gotta imagine. It's like, uh, does anyone remember the show Wishbone? Mm. We're going a show within a show, 90s references here. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, picture that little guy gnawing around your ankles. Yeah. And when she finally gets the dog off of her, she like quickly gets into the cab, right? And then she's like, okay. That thing is dangerous. And then they were going to try to leave, but it wasn't safe yet. And we're just like, okay, well, quick, Joey, we're going to throw your sandwich. And, you know, Joey always has a sandwich. He's like, he doesn't want to share his food. He doesn't want to give it away. Well, the thing I think is funny (laughs) about that last statement is, like, what is actually, like, keeping them from leaving? Like, it's a car. That's a dog. They can really just drive off. True. But, you know, a little suspension of disbelief there. Yeah. So, um, Rachel throws... Joey's sandwich out the window and Joey's like my sandwich and the dog kind of just looks at it 
And Jerry's like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go out there and get it myself. And then they're like, no. Joey turns around and... <laughs> the Who's dog. in the window but the target mascot? <laughs> the dog. Ready to bite your neck off. How did he even jump that high? And he's More importantly, how do you do it quietly? Yeah, because wouldn't you hear that from the side door? I don't know. Suspension of disbelief. And so now we are at Central Perk once again. And this time... Chandler and Ross are hanging out on the couch again, and bullies walk in again. <laughs> Round two. And they want the couch, right? But they're like, just bullying. This time Ross is trying to be like, no, like we were here first. This time we were here first. Like, no. And he's like, well, yeah, let's take this outside then. If you want to leave our couch. And these guys are mostly just shocked that. Ross and Chandler have the audacity to come back to the Central Perk. Like, they pretty much <laughs> thought they made themselves clear. So now we're realizing the bullies are gonna double down. Yeah, and Ross is like, you know what? Okay, that's enough. Gunther, they're trying to take our seat. We were here first. Like, basically being a tattletale. When all else fails, tattle your way out. Yep, and, uh, you know, so the guys act like they're gonna back up. They're like, okay. They kind of step to the side. And Ross is like, I didn't want to have to come to that, but he's just trying to act like he did something like big and bold, you know? And so the guys are like, did he just tattletale on us? You tattletale. We're going to have to take this outside, right? And then we kind of like switch back and forth to our scenes here, but, um, you know, we'll see more about what happens with that later. Um, we're still at Phoebe's dad's, right? They're still in the car. I mean, I'd still be there too if uh, the better equivalent of Cujo was uh, waiting outside the car. <laughs> and you can tell some time has already passed. It's nighttime at this point. And they're just like sitting there. And finally, you know, they were kind of worried about leaving and they just said, hey, you know, we're here for you. We can do this again. Joey and Rachel are trying to comfort her. And um, as they leave, guess what Phoebe hits? And it definitely wasn't a rock, unless they bark. So now we're at Monica and Rachel's apartment. And Monica's on the phone. It's like she's been on the phone occupied with trying to buy shares. This time she's like, I want to buy, I want to buy five shares. And you know, Rachel's coming out of the room. Joey's over there eating breakfast, and um, you know she's pretty excited because she's like, I made seventeen dollars before breakfast. What have you guys done with your day? <laughs> Joey's like, Well, I'm eating breakfast right now, so uh, I saved three dollars and fifty cents. Uh, the thing I think is funny about this scene is like there's a subtle bit of irony here because uh, less than a season ago, this situation was reversed and it was Monica trying to tell Rachel to get her stuff together mm. and just suck it up and take any kind of job because you need the experience. Now we kind of see Monica in a similar situation where mm -hmm. times are tough instead of just taking a readily available job, even though it's not what she ideally wants, She's trying to play the game. She's and as we all risk. know, the stock market can be very rough. Mm -hmm. Which Monica may or may not find out in this episode. Foreshadowing. Yeah, she's taking a big risk to investing in uh, CHP and ZXY. All these lovely abbreviations. 
And I think it's like funny. It's like Joey and Rachel are kind of just sitting there like, you know, we're just waiting for this uh, stock market to crash so she can come back down to reality. So I know. Kind of just like letting her get it out of her system, go through her motions as much as it annoys them. And Rachel's like, well, what happened to MEG? And so she's like, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta leave it. You gotta get up before it gets down. And Joey's like, that's not my motto. <laughs> Trying to like be all, co- you know, compare it different types of situations i guess gotta love it when you can turn the stock market into a sexual innuendo at will mm-hmm. and phoebe comes in you know she pretty much tells them that she was able to take the dog to a vet um that he'll be ready soon but the dog has bitches yeah so she has joey call Got a lot of injuries from that uh subtle speed bump there i know that was yeah that was one little bloop but Phoebe has Joey call, you know, whoever Mrs. Buffet is at this moment, or uh, basically call Dad's house to let them know that uh, we'll drop the dog off. So Joey calls, but Joey calls in this really weird, deep, raspy voice. Almost like he uh, kidnapped the dog or dog-napped. Yeah. <laughs> Almost sounds like a, he's one of those uh, serial burglars. He's like leaving notes made out of magazine and newspaper letters. Hey, uh, your dog will be dropped off in uh, 20 hours in perfect health <laughs> 10,000 calling notes brown paper bag I'll be the hyena you'll see <laughs> and then he just hangs up the phone <laughs> so yeah what that, there's a way to let somebody know your dog's alive right I'll say shout out to at the driving <laughs> and uh, now we're at Chandler and Joey's apartment you know and Chandler is serving Ross <laughs> well he says here's your cappuccino but really it's instant coffee like instant packets <laughs> Correction, it's cappuccino with a K, not a C. Advertising. And they're like, see, this is better. We don't got to go to the, uh, the coffee shop, you know? We don't got to go there. And then they're like, wait, why is it not mixing? <laughs> like the little grind, the grounds. So you got to stir and drink it, stir and drink it, stir, stir and drink it. It's all about consistency. Stir and drink, stir and drink. <laughs> and they're like, still not that great. And Joey, like comes out of his room and he's like this is ridiculous you guys want me to just go with you down to the coffee shop and we can like show these guys what's what yeah he's like i'll just go with you guys you know and then ross is like no no we need to defend ourselves i don't have to go to the coffee house every time with joey there to help us out and yeah kudos on ross for uh, standing up for himself because uh you gotta imagine like he's absolutely right what are you gonna do every time you got a confrontation like hope you got your uh, joey in your back pocket it's like, pull him out. Well, start <laughs> confronting. Confront. Wouldn't that be nice to have your own personal Joey, though? Pocket Joey. Pocket Joey. Pocket Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> so, anyways, now we're back to um, Monica and Rachel's apartment. And Rachel, it looks like the scene, it's like zoomed in on the door because Rachel's just coming home. And Monica, like, opens the door, like, at the same time as Rachel's about to come home. And she's just like, I need to borrow $100. I just need $100. I really, really need it. I really need it. And she's like, I- I'm sorry, Mon, but... Yeah, Monica's like kind of like full stock fiend mode right now. Mm-hmm. She's like scratching her neck like, come on, Mommy needs a new fix. And Monica... I gotta get that Dow Jones. And, and Rachel's like, what? I don't, I, don't, I don't have that for you. And she's like, come on, Rachel, I need it because if I don't, then, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to take that diner job and, and wear fake boobs and, and a wig and... I don't want to wear flame retardant <laughs> boobs. And, and and I just 
I lost it all, Rage. I lost it all. I have nothing. And then, you know. All 127 mm. doll hairs. Yep. Yep. So she's kind of having her little breakdown there with Rachel, you know. This time her getting uh, some tips and advice from Rachel. But it's kind of funny, like how I said earlier, like the big reversal. Mm-hmm. Like it went from Monica kind of like being the one to carry Rachel up and bring her back into the working world. Yeah. You know, like Rachel's kind of giving her like the same advice. Pretty it's much. like, hey, uh, you know what? Sometimes you just got to take one for the team. This is one of those times in life. Mm-hmm. I agree. The only time a job is bad is if you make it that way. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back at Phoebe's dad's house. And, you know, this time she's there alone and she's ready to return the dog. So she knocks on the door. And it was some younger looking lady. And um, she's like, oh yeah, here's your dog. All in one piece. And eight, stitch- <laughs> and eight stitches. And the lady's like, oh my goodness. Like, missed her dog and everything. Phoebe tried to play it off like, I just want you to know that the lady who did this would never hurt. Under normal circumstances, <laughs> hurt animals. And so the lady's just like, well, thanks for bringing what's left of him back. It's like, also, don't let him keep his head in the air too long during rainstorms because the cup will fill up fast. <laughs> and so, you know, as the lady's about to close the door, Phoebe went ahead and got bold and she's like, actually, is, is Frank here? She's like, how, how do you know Frank? From a long time ago. So she calls Frank, Frank. Frank comes out, but it's not, not who she was expecting. And so she's like, never mind. Okay, she was under the impression she got the wrong mm-hmm. place. Yeah. So she was about to leave, you know. She's like, no, never mind. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, I was looking for Frank Sr. And so this guy introduces himself as Frank Jr. Which would imply yet another family. Mm-hmm. Yep, so she's like, okay, well, when is uh, Frank Sr. coming back? And they're like, well, let's see. He went out to the groceries. Okay, when we back? Well, he left four years ago, so we should be expecting him any time now. Oh, you gotta Mm. love those uh, venom-dripped sarcasm bombs. And so Phoebe's just like, okay, whatever. Obviously, her trip there was (laughs) kind of useless, so she's about to leave, but... Frank actually, uh, he's like, hey, wait up. So, so how do you know my dad? Starts kind of asking questions. Because and... yeah, you got to imagine, uh, after <laughs> also getting the disappearing dad treatment, he's probably got some questions as well. Yeah, and she's like, you know, I kind of just, I just know him, you know, genetically speaking. And that pretty much revealed that, yes, they are. Step siblings. So he's like, oh, so you're like, my big sister that's pretty cool but what was really nice here is that frank actually wanted to keep in touch with her right they're like hey well frank jr yeah we gotta clarify there's multiple (laughs) franks here he's like yeah you would it be cool if i I called you sometime and she's like yeah you know i'm in the pages like look me up you know and yeah remember those days folks uh and uh yeah we're uh, pretty much gonna take it back to the perk Chandler are pretty much just trying to stand her ground here. 
they're like, okay, this is good. It just feels great. We're, we're sitting here, we're standing our ground. Nothing's going to happen. But at the same time, they're also drinking their coffee really feverishly fast. Like, do, 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 like it's kind of like shaking. Like, like the, remember their tickling. stir technique they were practicing uh, <laughs> prior? Yeah. Now it's being used in full force here. Like all this training for this day. And then they're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And they're about to leave. But then they're like, you burn your tongue? Yeah, burned mine. I can't even taste this coffee we're supposedly enjoying. Yep, and so uh, they are about to leave the perk. And uh, here's what happens next. An unruly encounter. Some might say of the bullying kind. Speak bullies. Oh, look who's here. It's the weenies. Did we not make ourselves clear the other day? Yes, and that's why we're here. Yes, we're standing our ground. Apparently. Let's do this already. Right. Uh, whoa, whoa, what do you got there, a weapon? It's a nice watch. I don't want to break it on your ribs. All right, let's do this. All right. <clears throat> Question. If I don't care about my watch, can I use it as a weapon? <laughs> well, it's sharp, it's metal. I think I can do some, you know, serious damage with it. No, you can't use your watch. Or your keys. Look, here's what we'll do. We'll put all keys and watches in the hat over there. All right? All right. All right, come on, man, let's do it. Before I forget, are we hitting faces? Of course we're hitting faces. Why wouldn't you hit faces? Well, because I have to work on Monday. I have a big presentation. So, you know, uh, I got to show this apartment tomorrow and, uh, you know, just no faces thing. It might not be a bad idea. <laughs> Nothing from the neck up. Right. Or the waist down. Dana's ovulating. Oh, really? You guys trying again? Yeah. So let me just get this straight. So we're uh, strictly talking about the middle. Come on! Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. You want some of this, huh? You want a piece of this? Hey, you standing here. Huh? Hey, hey, those guys are taking their stuff. Hey, hey, get away Well, good to know they're on the same team now. A little after the fact. <laughs> you know, uh, San's hat, of course. Yeah, so they come back. They enter the Central Park. Chandler's all bruised up. Everybody's got. Yeah, he looks like he uh, <laughs> really took the brunt of it, but not the way you would think. Yeah, it seems like uh, they they were pretty much helping with the uh, these freaking robbers, right? So Ross, yeah, they were like, all working together to get their stuff back. Uh, Ross apparently got a good blow in. Yeah, and Ross was complimenting them too. He's like, "Hey, yeah, not bad back there, you know." And so and uh, Chandler unfortunately had a <laughs> trip. Via jump rope. Yeah, he said he uh, didn't get to see anything. So, uh, and one of the bully guys goes, "Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't see how trip two over that little girl's jump rope or something like that." But Ross is pretty much like, "So guys, uh, we're good, right? We're good now. Like, you know, no more, no more. You know, trying to I mean, not I would sound." Imagine after that, mm -hmm. I mean, they just beat up the best Mister Clean impersonators we've ever seen. Yeah. And so the bullies are like, yeah, yeah, we're good. And then after that, Chandler, of course, had to go in and be like, so can I have my hat back? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, but I love how the bully had to really take his time to think about it. <laughs> so, you know what? After all of that, uh, what I have to say is that is, um, 
No. No. I, I just don't think I want to give you your hat. <laughs> and then, yeah, they pretty much ended there. and. So you would think... Uh, <laughs> in a last chance grab, Chandler tries to deep dive for the hat, run around the couch, and trip over a stair. Yep. And uh, we learn he's uh, really accident prone this episode. Yeah. Seems like you're back to square one there, buddy. So, good job. But uh, we're now at the very last scene, and we are at the, the diner. diner. And... Monica is working. It's her, you know, she finally took it. She's sucking it up. Dressed up as an extra from Greece. And didn't realize that her friends were there to watch, so. Or, you know, jeer. Whatever comes first. Yeah, so uh, they're calling her and she's embarrassed. And Chandler's pointing at the jukebox thing. And he's putting a quarter or some coins in there. And Monica's just, like, giving them, like, this glare from far away. Like, no. You sons of. And then YMCA <laughs> comes on. Young man. And in case you guys are watching along or you're not, but um, in this scene, Monica has to get on the table with her coworkers, and they're dancing literally. All and I love how every coworker <laughs> has like a different like a uh, music icon costume on, or just like someone who would be really popular around that time frame. Yeah, it was a pretty mixed bag. I think one guy was James Brown, someone else was Elvis. I was like, okay. Uh, interesting <laughs> and as they're like dancing right monica's kind of she you can tell monica and she knows the dance but she's kind of just like not like in full giving the she enthusiastic wanna... <laughs> version because your friends suck yep and as she's looking at her friends they're pointing out that they have a lot more coins to go just like spreading it out on the table like we're not done we're gonna be here all day it's good to know <laughs> that these tips will finally pay hey hey but uh, that pretty much ends this episode of The One with the Bullies. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Now we're going to go into some reviews. All right. So I'll go ahead and take the start here for the review. But for me, I personally like, I kind of like the part where Phoebe and Frank Jr. are finally meeting each other. Or, like, realizing they exist. Or, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And, you know, ends up being, like, they kind of get along. It wasn't, like, super awkward, you know? And it was, like, kind of, like, a start of something new. And the fact that her brother is, like, hey, yeah, like, can we keep in touch, you know, and hang out and all that good stuff. And, you know, the whole Monica and Rachel thing with, you know, kind of how you mentioned earlier with the role reversal there. And now it's Monica who needed that help, but... She took it, you know, she took it and now she's where she's at. But, um, of course, every part of the episode has its funny moments, you know, especially with the bullies. Chandler, it's just a hat. Let it go. So those are my thoughts on the episode. Jaren? I'm going to play devil's advocate here and uh, definitely go against you on the bully thing. (laughs) I really am proud of Chandler and Ross for like not just taking it or you know just going to get joey because you know he's like the tougher member of like the friends group like you know they really handled the situation in like their own kind of dorky way and at the end of it you know they came out better for it i mean granted there wasn't some giant fighter them really having to defend themselves but Mm -hmm. they proved themselves in a different way and you know like it's one of those tests you have to go through as an adult learning how to deal with confrontation in your own way without you know going to cry to help for someone because sometimes 
you're just not going to have help. And the only person you can count on is yourself. Or a really good set of instincts. Indeed, so, indeed. So, uh, amen for that. And uh, also, shout out to Phoebe for finally taking that uh, brave step towards trying to put the piece of her family past together. Granted, it just ended up giving her more questions <laughs> than answers. At least she has a new member to add to her family that she didn't even know was there. Hello, stepbrother. True, true. And as far as Monica goes, my opinion on that whole situation is you gotta take the advice as you give it. Because you can't, like, be hard on Rachel about, you know, getting a career and everything like a season ago. Right. And then turn around and expect to not have that same sauce spilled into your pot. A little cooking analogy there for those paying attention. <laughs> so, uh, all around, a very well-rounded episode and a lot of laughs. Especially that ending. Gets me every time. It's good to be in the YMCA. It's a lot of laughing and learning. So, overall, good. All right. And on that note, everyone, we are going to bring this episode of the Barker Lounge to a close. I know it brings tears to your eyes every time we have to leave you. But, you know, we come back every couple of days, so that's great. All right, everyone, we will see you on Friday. But before that, Chris, tell them where they can find us. All right, you can find us on our Instagram page at the Barker Lounge, where you will see all our updates. And all the listening platforms are available on the bio. So come check us out. Whoop, whoop. And as this Vietnamese iced coffee blends through our veins, we want you all to remember one thing. We'll, we'll be, be there, there for you. you. Toodles!
sky. I'm just whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 do you need help? Okay. Why are you yelling at me, random person in the second story window? You're gonna uh, fall. Living my best Come on. life. Hey. Thank God this rain you gutter was here to catch me. Okay. All right, man. I'm, I'm doing great. I think I'm doing great here. Let's see. I'm just gonna take a couple hey, of steps to step. the left. Watch your step. Relax. Hey, watch By the stuff. way, you don't have to worry no. about murder hornets oh either, God. because that is totally not oh a swarm God. behind me. 